0: This show is partnering with No C D to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to no cd.com to get evidence-based treatment that's no cd.com
1: Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. I've been wearing their demi-bra literally every day this week. It is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing. It's available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. that's 43 sizes and 22 different styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at Victoria'sSecret.com.
0: There's a whole collection of black Lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black Lead brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
2: Welcome back to another exciting episode of Bachelor Happy Hour with me and my girl Rachel. And as always, we are bringing you one of the fabulous women from this season. We have none other than Kit herself, who, you know, at the beginning of the season, she was uh, proclaimed as a socialite. But we are so excited to have her on because as we know, there's so much more to all of these women than just what their title and and their bios have read so before we get into her and and the cute little one-on-one that we saw between her and matt last night we just got to get into a quick little recap because there was a lot of drama of course very on par with this season that went down again um on top of that i kind of like we're starting to settle a little bit and find more of the love story but i do want to see much more of that to come you know and thankfully it will with um Some of the women that have now gone home. So let's just get into it, Rachel. Let's get into it. So off the top, I mean, we start with, uh, to be continued from last week, right? We start with the rose ceremony. We Mm -hmm. see um, Matt at the very top of the episode. Thank God that Matt finally stepped up here and addressed everything that was going on between the women. He addressed the rumors that have been circulating. He addressed the cattiness and... Just the cruelty, I think, that, that we've been seeing as viewers. And thank God, because I said last week, like, he better show up this week. Like, he better stand his ground. He better have some of these women's backs. Like, he, like I needed more from him. And I feel like in that very first confrontation with him between all the women, like, he did just that. And then we see him go and, of course, have a conversation with Anna and send her home. So what were your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah. Um. So this whole episode is like the... I guess like the juiciness was in the first half of it. Mm-hmm. So, and I was, I was shocked. I didn't know we were going to, I just knew he was going to give that last roast to Victoria and he didn't. So kudos to Matt for mm-hmm. that. I really loved him saying, you know, Victoria, I just, I've never seen anything like it. And I don't want, I don't want to see it again. I just, the, the, She truly has no idea. This can't be an act. This is not an act anymore. I mean, I do think that she's an actress and she's playing things up. I think she thought things were going to go a certain way. I think she thought, hmm, maybe I'll be a Corinne. Hmm, maybe I'll be a Demi. No, at the end of the day, she's just mean. She's Mm -hmm. just a mean girl. And when, when Matt questions her about using the word ho... And he's like, what concept of being called a hoe is acceptable to be taken in? I was like, great question, Matt. Mm-hmm. And what if Victoria had for him? Nothing, no answers.
2: She looks like a deer in headlights.
3: Yeah, that was I it. was really, yeah. I was really, really happy to see him take charge. I was happy to see, like he made a statement when he sent, Anna, excuse me, Hannah, when he sent Hannah home, he made a statement. He was basically saying this won't be like, I stand behind Brit. This is unacceptable. You're, you're, you're ruining this woman's life. Like whether it's true or not, you don't talk about things you don't know. Don't talk Mm -hmm. about things you haven't seen. And don't talk about things you've never heard, period. Mm -hmm. I learned that lesson a long time ago. So he needed to send her home. She knew it was coming. She had to go. I, I hope she's learned her lesson in all of this. And I do hope she's, Nobody agrees with what she did. We know it was wrong. I hope she's okay because she's going to get a lot of heat. And I don't know what it's like to get that much criticism to be. I mean, she's universally disliked at the moment. Mm -hmm. So you guys was like, we know she was wrong. We know it was tacky. We know it was inappropriate. It was handled in the correct way. Matt sent her home. And let's just leave it alone. We don't have to hear about Anna and her rumors again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brit stays. So we can see his relationship progress with Brit. And we can learn who she really is rather than living in a space of rumors. Victoria, she's gone. Ding dong. The witch is dead. <laughs> yes. You know you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. out, out of here. Good riddance. Cut, Thankfully. C- like, cut it short. But, but we saw a lot. Like, Mari... I was shocked. Mm-hmm. She We haven't seen a lot of her, but she went. That was a big one. Lauren, mm-hmm. I thought they had something. We even asked Matt about that when he was here. Catalina,
2: um, one of the newer girls, she went home. I, I was surprised mm-hmm. at the group of girls that went home. I, I feel surprised. like this week, Matt really kind of like took charge and realized what do I want like what do I want in a partner like I'm not here to screw around anymore and and you know like where I criticized him last week as like not taking enough initiative and not standing up enough I feel like Mm -hmm. he went into it guns a blazing this week and he's just like no Mm -hmm. like I'm the prize if if you say something that's out of character or that I don't align with against these other women like you're gone and and that was it I want to ask your thoughts on this because prior to both Anna and Victoria leaving We see, obviously, him confront them. And then we see all these apologies happening. Like, Mm -hmm. and and to me and some of the girls called the other females who were apologizing at this point. Like, why is this happening now? Like, you've had days to to say these things. and, And now you're just saying it because you got called out. Like, it's like you're walking out with your tail between your legs. What were your thoughts on that? Because it didn't sit well with me.
3: Yeah, I mean, if this was an Olympic race... The girl, the ladies would have beat Michael Phelps in the backstroke. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they would have set a record in it. They got, mm-hmm. they went real quick to backstroking, oh, yeah. real quick mm-hmm. to going. You know what I mean? It was, and I was, I laughed when I think it was Serena who called them out um one of the serenas mm-hmm. she called she called him out and it was true yeah i mean it was a wake-up call to them like matt's not gonna take this you need to to get it together this is unacceptable and who knows whether it was sincere or not we'll never know that but it was but we noted the fact that the timing on it mm-hmm. seemed to be a little fishy little fishy little suspect yes yeah, little suspect. yeah. backstroke oh, man um yeah, so, you know, we moved on. We saw two one-on-ones. Um, Rachel got a one-on-one. I'm going to say this. Every week, we ask you guys to send us constructive criticism and comments and your thoughts. And you guys have sent a lot of thoughts about Rachel. And there has been a lot of, are you going to address the things that you are sending us? You sent them both to, both to Becca and I. And Becca and I have actually discussed this. Mm-hmm. We are not ignoring you. We have heard what you said and i promise you it will be addressed one way or another but i don't want to talk about a situation until i can actually we can actually talk to that person mm-hmm. so i don't want to talk around it i don't want to talk about i don't want to live in a space of rumors don't call me anna you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we ain't anna <laughs> up on this podcast but when the time is right and should she be a guest which i do anticipate she will be on our podcast then we'll talk about it mm-hmm. so right now we're going to talk about Rachel, Two A aid, aid Rachel. That's how I'm going to refer to her. We're going to talk about Two Aid Rachel, in the sense of what we saw on this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a disclaimer, but please believe it's coming. So Two Aid Rachel goes on this shopping day, which I'm sorry. Where are all? How were they able to escape and go to all these places? Didn't you think that poor Claire and Taysha were stuck at the La Quinta, and we saw them? You know, around that same pool, going those, that same block. Karen, <laughs> the cardboard taxi all around. <laughs> the cardboard taxi, the same set of hills, the same white buildings with the Spanish top. I mean, these, like, on that season, they're on farms, they're going boxing. In, like, car in museums. Car museums, now shopping, um, with Beyonce's stylist, for goodness sake. Did you know that? No. Tie. Oh, oh yeah. Damn. Tie. Mm-hmm. Ty, st- I don't know if he still does, but he
2: styled Beyonce for a long time because he's from Texas. Oh! Ugh. Yeah. This, um, yeah, no. The more I see of of the grounds of Nemacolin, and I'm like, is this a resort? Or, like, what do we even call this? It's, like, its own state right now. It's, like, Rhode Island. Yeah. It's probably yeah. bigger than I'm- Rhode Island, but...
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that they're making things happen, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happy we're seeing it. Um, listen, Becca, you you had a date, like,
2: to aid Rachel. I did. What, um, so you can speak
3: on that, how that feels.
2: I, okay, well, also, like, this, the date that I had was very, very similar, but also the very first date of the season where I literally, Rachel, I was standing there naked in front of Rachel Zoe as she was dressing me, and I'm like, the only thing running through my head all day was like, thank God I shaved my legs, like, as I'm being <laughs> dressed. But um, it's it's such an interesting situation because it's probably any woman's dream to get dressed up and to have all these beautiful gowns thrown your way and Louboutins to try on and it's really really incredible but it's also very nerve-wracking like to, to do on a date with a man like I it was yeah. so far outside of my comfort zone like I, I felt like I was in a dream like I I like at one point I remember going to the bathroom being like is this real life like is Rachel so really outside and am I wearing Louboutins right now like this doesn't feel real um and I think Rachel felt probably similar. Like she's like, this isn't my normal life. Like this is like so outside of my comfort zone. So I I feel like she appreciated it more than maybe some of the other women in the house. But um, I mean, God, what girl wouldn't want that? Yeah, right? no, it was definitely nice. Is it just me, or did you
3: think that when she came back with all those blue shopping bags that there was nothing in them? I felt
2: well, I felt like they were. They had me do. The was same there anything thing. in Rachel? Them? They literally loaded up. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, everything. okay, I had. I still have some of the stuff that you I was should. gifted. Like it it was everything from like bathing suits to leggings to handbags, like anything you can think of. And um and again, like I th- oh, that is what I was going to say. Like that was probably the most uncomfortable part was they literally loaded my arms up with all these bags and they're like, "Okay, go talk to the women. And I was like, oh, uh-uh, so bring all this in front of the women. I was so uncomfortable. I felt so bad. And of course, like, you know me, I was like, if you guys, of course anything, you did. And you I know did. what, Becca, I would have <laughs> been like, actually, what's that shoe? Are you? I was like, oh, you, you want to do that? <laughs> no, and I came back. Well, so my date that night l- lasted so long that everyone was already sleeping. But then the next morning I was, I actually went through everything and I gave some stuff away to the girls. At You're least I were so in my nice. room. So I was like, Yeah, I don't need seventeen bathing suits and fourteen pairs of leggings. Like, have some, take it, and which was nice. Like, I yeah, it was an experience, and I could just share it with the girls. Um, but that was the uncomfortable part. Like, you know, and I think hopefully, too, like everyone realized, like, you know, Rachel probably doesn't want to walk in with seventy four bags on her arms and have to like share with the world but um but too i mean she also wasn't hiding those heels that she was showing the red bottoms yes she did and i would have been kicking up my heels too i mean listen it is what it is (laughs) ladies he
3: took me on a shopping spree what can i say other than you know Mm -hmm. i enjoyed myself um so you have experience of being on a shopping date i have experience on going on a date on a farm and let me just tell you guys (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I almost quit the show after this date. And I wasn't alone. (laughs) I was leading the charge. Me and Astrid were leading the charge. I remember we went on a date in Wisconsin, just like these women. And it's nice that these women were participating in the farm activities. Astrid and I were standing in the corner covering our noses. We were like, absolutely not. If he Mm -hmm. likes us, he likes us. If he doesn't, oh well. I'm not picking up manure. (laughs) I'm not milking a cow. I'm not. And I used to spend my summers on farms, so I know what's up. I don't need. I don't need to do this. Okay, Nick wasn't. There were Mm -hmm. there were 13 of us. Nick wasn't paying attention to. It just. Oh, I just felt for these women. I know the struggle. It doesn't matter how much manure you shovel into that wheelbarrow. It doesn't matter how many teats you squeeze. It doesn't (laughs) matter how many chickens you taste, how many eggs you, it it doesn't matter if he likes you, he likes you. And it just, it was, it was painful to watch. It's, uh, and I, Mm -hmm. I, it's, there's really not much to say i can't believe they did it again that's what i was will say those poor women
2: well that's what i was thinking i was like didn't we just do this and like let's be honest it's not that entertaining of a date you know it's like me shoveling shit and moving hay bales it broke me um, i think those what those dates are for to break you that evening at the cocktail
3: party i was crying in a bathroom because i couldn't believe that my life (laughs) i left a legal job <laughs> to go shovel manure <laughs> on national TV. What was you my life? Couldn't get, you couldn't get the sense in shit the out state of, of Wisconsin. Which look, I loved Wisconsin the three years was I was there, but I left as soon as I was done. I couldn't believe I, it. Was like I was back. You know what I mean? I was back where mm-hmm. I started. I just, I couldn't believe it. that this is, this is what I came on TV for. This is what I put my life on hold for. I, I thought if I go home after this week, oh my gosh, you know, well, how was your experience? Well, I was just shoveling shit last week. I'm like, I just, I can't, I can't. We got to stop this. <laughs> you go on The Bachelor and you just it, have to does, pay a th- st- Start a petition. Somebody start a petition that the farm dates,
2: they must be stopped. <laughs> they must. Um... I will say though I would have been with the goats the entire time like screw the dude I would have just been hanging out with the goats. I was I was I
3: was looking for home my way home like what <laughs> is the? okay so the sun shines this way moss grows
2: on this side of the tree how do I get home how do I get back, yeah, get, back to Texas. Get, get me out of here <laughs> um Well, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners, I bet you didn't think you'd get the real inside scoop from the two of us, y'all. That was almost it. She almost, (laughs) she almost wasn't Bachelorette. She almost never met
3: Brian or had this podcast because I have lost a piece of me. Still resides in that manure on that farm out in Wisconsin. Some of me is still out there. It is. Um, (laughs) We lost you did you really did. Um, (laughs) So then on the the rest of the this episode we saw. Kit get her one on one, which we don't have to talk about that because we can get all the in- sky- inside scoop from Kit. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, we couldn't end the episode without a little drama. You know, it was it was a it was a mm-hmm. drama sandwich, right? Drama at the top of the episode. Mm-hmm. We we got to breathe a little bit, and then bam. They hit us with MJ, which we should have known that was coming a little bit. We should have known MJ was coming. But we mm-hmm. see this two on one, a weird two on one with MJ and Jacinia. Yes. Um yeah, right before the cocktail party, which you know what I thought of? When we had the when we did the little superlatives with Abigail, she said Justinia was mm-hmm. the most outspoken. You remember that? Or somebody, whoever whoever had oh, the su- no. whoever did the superlative said Jacinia yeah. was the most outspoken.
2: That's right. Yeah. Well, when you say unexpected, like I didn't know. I mean I, I, I could have 1000 said that mj would have been on this two-on-one after you know some of the other women women went home i did not picture jesenia so i'm intrigued to see i mean as mj said get the popcorn ready so next monday you know what i'm going to be eating when i'm watching this go down and um i don't know i anyone involved in like heavy drama at this point i'm like Just send them home, Matt. You've 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 had your time to get to know some of them. You had a new crop of women be brought in, so just like let let let's let's cut the bullshit right now. So um, yeah, leaves us hanging again. Like just like last season, I feel like there's so many to be continued. Like we can't just start and end like with a normal roast. Gotta keep it spicy. Gotta keep it spicy, ladies.
3: Gotta keep it spicy during quarantine, I guess. Yeah, if you're gonna come on this show, you see the writing on the wall. You never wanna be in this situation. You know, MJ if I were MJ, I would just mm-hmm. be like, Look, just sitting. let's just like let's just come together real quick. Let's just do what we need to do. Let's make amends. Let's show Matt we can be the bigger person the two of us came together mm-hmm. we're fine and all we want to do is focus on you i mean how powerful would that be if we actually see women do that actually see women get it this is doing you no favors if you make it through this week mm-hmm. you will not make it through the next i'm just saying
2: listen yeah i just and well and just made a good point at the very end she's just like whether like matt sees it right now he's gonna watch all of this back one day in a couple months like which obviously we're seeing right now and like People's true colors yeah. will come out. And so, yeah, I don't know what it is. It feels like a lot of these women are kind of delusional in the sense of like, we've seen how they've acted. We've seen what they've said. And then they're like, wait, but I didn't do anything wrong. And that's the same case, I feel like, at this point with MJ. And so, yeah, I just like, maybe I'm missing something. I I don't think I really am. Um, but yeah, I, you know, at this point, like, I thought MJ was like, cute. At night one and like a little bit outspoken and spunky and witty and i'm just like mm,
3: I'm yeah it. having been on a farm date i'm gonna say she lost a little bit of herself on that date as well somewhere out there in mm-hmm. the manure so yeah in the farm. It's like so i maybe i should have a little bit i should feel a little sorry for her because i do know how you can lose it spending spending hours on mm-hmm. a date like that but anyways, enough of the shit. She lost it under in yeah. the chicken coop. Let's 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 get to our <laughs> guest, okay? We've been excited to talk to her all season. Um she's been a focal point on Matt's season. Put some respect on her name. Welcome Kit Keenan to the podcast. So, Kit, let's get let's get to know the real kit because mm-hmm. We we get to to meet you guys through your bios first, and then we meet you for two hours a week on our television screens. And there's so much to get into because, I mean, people are talking about this group of women, and hopefully you can set the record straight because there's just a lot, a lot going on. But let's talk about you first. We got your bio. We didn't like it. Okay? No one likes it. Didn't <laughs> like it. and not. And this isn't a knock on you. It's just like I'm... I, I know who your mom is. I So I know who you are. And I was like, this girl has so much more to offer than what they're, you know, presenting. So yeah. you tell us about yourself. Like, who is Kit? What is Kit about? And how did she get on this show? Because people really want to know that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think it's important to remember through everything for the viewers is that you only are getting a one-dimensional character of who we all really are. Um, And I definitely came in strong night one with like the whole gossip girl vibe and all of that. But I think I read something recently that was talking about my podcast with my mom and the writer had listened to some episodes that we have and was like, wow, there's so much more to her than, you know, coming out of like a nice car and being a socialite, which I was so mad about because that was my original title on the show. And I felt that it completely diminished my accomplishment. I am a senior at NYU right now. I'm studying fashion and business. And I have been a small business owner since freshman year of college, Um, And I host a podcast bi-weekly with my mom, produce and edit it myself. So there's a lot more to me than um, nice cars and having a public figure as a mother.
2: Well, and this is what we need to hear, and that I think our listeners want to hear. And and to back Rachel up, because when we were reading your bio, she's like, there is so much more to this woman than just being a socialite, you know. Like, and that's what sucks is when you're reading and writing these bios, like you can only put so much on paper, and so that's why we love week by week having new girls on because like you can tell us about these things, like you can tell us how you've been a small business owner for years and you run this podcast and you're editing it, and like you are a badass woman. Um, so obviously you were going to school. You are a busy woman. What made you want to come on the show and how did you get involved in that?
4: Yeah. So I, um, actually was reached out to, um, through social media and at the time it was, you know, a few months into quarantine, school was going to be online, um, for the next semester. And I thought, to myself like this is probably the only time in my life that I would be able to do something like this um because it was pretty easy for me to take a semester off of school and now I've made up those classes already in January so that was awesome um but I just think like after this I will have a job full-time and not be able to take time off work probably so I was kind of like, why not just see what, you know, what could come of this? Like I, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but I've never been in love before. And I thought, you know, this is like a fairy tale experience that I'm being offered. Um, let's see what this is all about. So, yeah. <laughs> was it a fairy tale once you got in? Once you got,
3: once <laughs> you got inside the bubble, was it a fa- the fairy tale you thought? I mean,
4: I really, I never cry. I'm a very cold person emotionally in my day-to-day life, but I was cracked open. Like, so it's a very emotionally taxing experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you hope that at the end of it, it's all worth it. Um, And you kind of have to just have faith in that, but it definitely is, it was... It, this is going to sound so annoying, but it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And that also just goes to show how privileged I've been in my life um, to be able to say that. But emotionally, it was very, very, very hard, especially mm-hmm. not being able to speak to my family and my mom, who's my number one you know, supporter and just my lifeline. So not being able to be able to reach out to anyone who knows me um was really tough
3: yeah Mm -hmm. don't feel like you're you know don't feel bad about saying it's the hardest thing that you've ever done because becca and i have been in your shoes it is hard um Mm -hmm. especially when you like you said you're cold normally or you cut off your emotions on the outside i'm a very emotionless person on the outside i'm actually super sensitive on the inside i don't like to tell people (laughs) that but it's true um I'm like, I'm very soft on the inside. And, and this experience strips you of everything except your feelings. And that's mm-hmm. all you have to deal with in a bubble. So it's it's a, it's a very eye-opening. And you, it, there's a, a level of vulnerability that you tap into that you didn't even realize you had. So, you know, that's just, don't be ashamed of that. That's just honest. And we all yeah. feel that way.
2: And And to be honest, too, I feel like everyone comes on the show and you can be, Tough, you can be hard, you can be like, I'm not going to cry. And eventually you break. Like everyone at some point or another, mm-hmm. it happens and they're like, Whoa, my God, why am I crying? Why is this happening? But it, it like, did you at any point, I mean, it, because like when you are left with nothing but your feelings and your emotions and really trying to invest in this relationship, it kind of becomes in a weird way, like a therapy session day by day when you're with the producers and the girls, like having these feelings where you feel like you're busted open and you like really have to elaborate of like why you're thinking and feeling certain things. Did you feel like that? Like it, it, you know, it's definitely difficult, but did you ever get to the point where it became more steady and you're like, let's talk about this. Like, let's have this therapy session. It feels good to be able to get everything out.
4: Yeah. I think, I mean, well, if you aren't being cracked open and you still have those walls up, you're probably not invested enough. Um, Mm -hmm in the process and in your relationship. So I think at a certain point, yeah, if you're there long enough and you do get to invest in your relationship, you're going to be emotional at times because it is like, you know, you're building hopefully towards the rest of your life. So it's very emotional. Um, And I think, yeah, it did definitely interview, became a little bit of a therapy session for me um, day to day, which was great. Um, and previously I had started therapy for the first time in quarantine. Um, and it was like my 2020 resolution to really work on my mental health. And I got to start doing that over zoom, which was weird, but I actually love zoom therapy. Um, and it definitely felt as though I was building off of that work that I had already started, um, before I got there.
3: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Therapy is everything. It um, really and is. it and it prepares you for this experience. So mm-hmm. last night we saw you had your one-on-one date. Now, I want to get there, but uh, stop. Let's go back a little bit because I want to talk about how we got there. Um, as I said, you know, at the top of this, this interview, there's been a lot of talk surrounding the women on this season and and to be frank it's been very hard to watch um but you were there you mm-hmm. were in the middle of it so like while we have you we want to ask you about that maybe you can clear up some big some misconceptions that there may be maybe it wasn't quite what we're seeing but you have been grouped mm-hmm. with the main girls kit you have mm-hmm. Um, and then, but like we see you in last night kind of like admit what it is that your part, you know, in this whole thing and like of you vow to be better. But before we get there, like what is going on? Is it really this toxic situation uh that the viewers are seeing every Monday night?
4: Yeah, again, I go back to the whole you're only seeing one side of things. So it's one harsh line here or there when it's been several people speaking their frustrations and their feelings. Um, And I definitely, after seeing how I react to frustrating situations, I reflected and I thought to myself, wow, I should have more compassion right off the bat. Um, And I have apologized in the Sarah situation specifically because I think it's really her situation was she had compounding factors that were, you know, affecting her time there. And I didn't know that. And I wish I could have been there for her. Um, and, you know, she could have been able to open up to me about that stuff because. It's so hard. We're all going through this very difficult, you know, very emotionally taxing experience together. Um, and I mean, I made amazing friends through it. And I just think that there is, you know, though we're all dating one guy, like there is opportunity to build those relationships with other women there too. Um, But I also think that a lot of the criticism that I have gotten is very gendered, and I don't like that. And I think if a man had said some of the more aggressive things that I said on screen, he would be applauded for standing up for himself. Um, And because it's a woman and women are supposed to turn the other cheek and be compassionate and vulnerable, I think it's harder for people to see that. and yeah, it's something that I'm working on being more compassionate right off the bat. But I grew up with a role model who never took no for an answer and built her empire off of that. Um, and so when I feel as though I am not being respected, I'm going to say something, um, I could have said it in a less aggressive way
2: i'm just trying to look at it and and i'm trying you know and week by week we're seeing different storylines take place like a couple weeks ago it was of course tough to watch all of the women it felt like gang up against sarah and you know like i have to put myself back in your shoes like i remember at that point like when you're filming obviously like when it's airing, it seems so much more dramatic and it seems so much more like, oh my gosh, she said this or she did this or, you know, this and that. Like, so I can see where you girls are coming from. Because we actually asked Chelsea this last week too. Like, did it seem that extreme in the moment? And she said, no, like she said it was a conversation. And so I get that. Like when you add in the music and the Mm -hmm. like facial expressions and the reactions from everyone, it seems so much more. So I can imagine... Being back like it, in your shoes, it probably came across differently than it did as a viewer. Um, and, and like the Sarah stuff aside, now I think overall, the past couple weeks of of what we're seeing is more so like more bullying in general when the new girls come in, and there's this whole mentality of like the varsity and the JV, and of course then you have Victoria, who I I, I feel like she's on her she's on her own different level that that is just not to me condonable where she's calling these girls sluts and whores and hoes. Um, And I think for me as a viewer, like I wish that more people other than just Katie stood up, stood up for the new girls, stood up against Victoria using this language, stuff like that. So in that regard, and I get like, you know, if you're, if you feel offended, if if you feel upset, like that's one thing, but it's the name calling, Mm -hmm. like, and the nastiness and the cruelty of the words and the language that we're seeing to certain girls, like that's where, it rubs me such the wrong way. do you watch that back now, and like do you have any regrets in that regard? Do you wish you would have stood up a little bit more against Victoria or like stood up for those new girls coming in?
4: Um so when the new girls the first night that the new girls came, I cried my eyes out because um I had become close with Kayla in the house, and seeing her leave. I felt as though, you know, Matt was choosing woman that he had just met that night um, over very accomplished, like super smart, amazing woman. Um, And because I didn't know the new girls yet um, and I didn't know their situation, I, you know, I felt hurt for my friends that I had met over the past few weeks. So that was difficult. And it definitely adds a little bit of tension um, off the bat. But my, my mentality towards the new girls, I tried to just think of it as, you know, though it kind of stinks that we've all invested time thus far, and we've really been broken open to this process and been so vulnerable with Matt thus far. It, it stinks to see, um, him seems like give up on relationships that he had been starting over the past few weeks. But at the same time, him being able to explore for new relationships meant that I at the end would be getting this version of him that had seen all there was out there and still chosen me. So that was my mentality going through it was that now he just gets to explore more relationships and that in the end strengthens yours.
3: Mm-hmm. You, but you can oh. see how like the audience, you know, can feel a certain way by what they're saying.
4: I mean, I would say seeing the escort rumor situation was absolutely horrible to me because wild. Yeah. Number one, which I said right off the bat was if she is an escort, sex workers rights have become such like a way more transparent topic in our culture. And I would hate for this show to make an entire industry look like a negative thing when if it is consensual, if it's legal, if these people are getting paid for their work, that's awesome. On the other hand, I still recognize that there is stigma around that work. So saying somebody is something or does that job is incredibly not okay and if it happened to me i would be so upset and watching Brittany how she reacted to that i applaud her because i think i don't think i would be able to continue with the whole process if something like that if i had to deal with that through it and also know that after leaving the show this would be tied to my reputation um just because of the societal stigma that, unfortunately, still surrounds that work.
3: Well, and then, what was her name? Hannah. Anna. 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 But and Anna brought it with the intent to be malicious. She was trying to be negative or, or t- to bring something to the table that was negative to Brittany, which is what made it worse. I don't know what Anna. I'm a, actually I'm gonna call her Hannah. You know what I mean? So she called Brittany out of her name as an escort. I'm going to call her out of her name, too. I don't think Hannah, I don't know what Hannah was doing. But the great thing is, is that finally we see Matt shut it down. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I really appreciated. I thought, where are we going with the storyline? This cannot be a whole storyline. Um, this is this is a really bad look. But to see that he got down to the to the issue... Saw what, what the problem was and shut it down. It was almost like a cleansing of the house. Between that and Victoria going home, I said, Woo! They must feel so much li-. it's like it's like the stay-at-home orders being lifted. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you feel like you can breathe.
4: <laughs> well, I was like, I- Finally, we can actually just focus on our love stories, like each of us. Because prior to Anna leaving and the whole Victoria drama every week, every rose ceremony. It was just like, why am I even here? Like Mm -hmm, I am just constantly talking about girls in the house. You know, in interview, it was just like questions about that questions about the drama and all of that. And I'm just like, I can, I just like have a few minutes with Matt because Mm -hmm. I, I need to figure out. Do I like him? Because I have had five minutes here and there with him. And the rest of the time has been consumed by drama in the house. And that mm-hmm. was so just unfortunate to me. So seeing him handle that situation, I was like, like you look really good right now. Yeah, <laughs> You're looking amazing because thank gosh that was handled. It was like so much drama for no reason.
2: I And I don't want to fixate on the girls that left in the drama too, too much. I do want to get into, of course, your time with Matt. Um, but I, I want to ask you this because you're obviously the guest we have this week. I truly would ask probably any guest, any any woman that was living in the, the resort at this time, um, because I think there's a disconnect where... As a viewer, you know, I'm seeing a lot of this drama and the cattiness with some of the women like Victoria and Anna and MJ go down. And so as a viewer, I'm witnessing this, but then some of these women are thinking that like they aren't doing anything wrong and that they're great and that they deserve apologies. And so like, and you know them because you obviously lived with them for a small amount of time. And so... Like, is there just a disconnect with what I'm seeing? Like, like, do you truly think that they were in the wrong? Because I keep seeing Victoria being like, you know, my intentions were good. I'm not a malicious person. But at the end of the day, it's like you're continually calling these women these terrible names. But yet you think that you're Matt's wife and that no one else here is good for him. Like, was she always like that? Like, did anyone at one, like, besides Katie, say like, hey, like stop with the bullshit stop with the name calling stop with this trash talk like where like am I just missing some disconnect there with with some of these girls
4: yeah I mean there were times the thing about Victoria is that she I honestly I'm like you should have a comedy special because you are such a talented comedian she's very where but I where are we where is this where is this comedic act we are we are it is so
3: not coming through the television screen yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. I've, I I've to get to laugh so that number one <laughs> is a side of her that I don't think is very seen on the show and then also she opened up to me and a few other girls about traumas that she has dealt with in her life um <clears throat> And I would say that that's the type of thing where it is like you... I wish that side of her was shown because I think it would elucidate why maybe she acts certain ways towards other people. Um, I don't know if she was willing to open up about that to Matt. So I'm wondering why um, it isn't shown. But again, people you know, are two-dimensional and multi-dimensional in person and that does not always come across on screen. But I will say with a lot of the things that she has said that I didn't see her say, um a lot of the very derogatory language she uses especially towards the new girls was absolutely disgusting to watch. So, um I'm not going to defend her, but I will say that there are sides of her that you don't see, but it's definitely like unforgivable. A lot of the things that she said.
3: Yeah. I've never seen a person who's so, who lacks such self-awareness. She's truly delusion personified. Mm-hmm. Enough about her because she's gone now. Yeah. So we, we, we assume she's not coming back. <laughs> um, Thought we thought it was going to be longer, so I really appreciate that that we can like move past um, talking about her. But let's talk about you. You finally mm-hmm. got your one on one. Now I know it may seem like you waited forever, but this is peak time to get your one-on-one it is it, it truly it's a sweet spot because you've been building on your relationship and then you get it in the middle of the season as opposed to sorry Becca I know you were a first date you, you got the <laughs> yeah. first date but a first dater it's like they they get so excited and then everything kind of goes down from there and like it's, it's just a hard spot to be in so you get your one-on-one not only do you get your one-on-one but Matt remember something very special that you told him which let's be honest with men we're always like are you listening to me did you hear what i said <laughs> yeah. you didn't have to question that with matt he was listening to you and he planned an entire date around something that was very sentimental and brought a piece of home you know to Nimicolon for you how did that feel and just like just that feeling of getting that one on
4: one yeah i mean i i literally have chills Now, as you're saying that, because it I cried when I got the date card because I just felt so seen, and you're, you know, in this house with so many beautiful women, and you know other relationships are progressing. Um, and to think that he remembered the fact that I, you know, that cooking is so important to my family and, you know, having a mom that's so busy and being like, cooking is the only time that we have together a lot of the time. So it's, it was so important to me and I felt so connected to my mom during my date and to my family. So yeah, I get chills again, like thinking about that. It was truly the best date that I could have had. Um, You know, there were other situations where I was like wow I wish I could have gone skydiving or like I'm such a risk taker so I love um like the ATV date would be so fun but having that sentiment in the date made it so romantic so I couldn't have asked for something more perfect
2: and I think it's special too, not only for the fact that he remembered something that you're you know that is so personal to you, but it's also a great date where you probably had a lot of time together. When you're out, you know, doing something more adventurous, you don't get, you don't get to talk as much. It's more muddled by like what you're doing and moving from A to B. Like here, your date, replicated what real life could be and and that's something that you said like this is, you know tonight is what our life could look like which I think is really special you also did mention um in that conversation with Matt that you were falling in love with him yeah so I want to know and I'm sure all of our listeners do too like when was the moment where you were kind of clicked where you're like this could work this he could be the one and like it could be us at the end of this like when was that moment for you
4: yeah. Oh my gosh, I feel like sick to my stomach saying it, but I am a person that in previous relationships, I get the ick real quick. <laughs> like <laughs> after like once once the relationship goes into like okay, this could be something very serious, usually I run for the hills. And Matt's pretty cringy guy. He does a lot of like goofy stuff. Oh, and I'm at, glad we're acknowledging that. At, <laughs> at well, the point true. where I saw him wipe out skateboarding, and I was like, "Wow, you are still so hot to me." I was like, "What? Like I'm a simp. I am. This is. It's just like you. I, it's so. I mean, you're asking me to explain." what falling in love is like which like there's only metaphors to explain that but I think for me it's like you love every part of that person the cringy parts um the amazing parts that just like make Matt a -a one-of-a-kind human being um but yeah it's so hard to explain but It's a feeling like you're at the top of a roller coaster. Mm -hmm.
3: Right before you go down. Yeah. That feeling. That's a good one. That's a good metaphor. Um, I feel like a lot of people think they know who you are because just knowing who. Like who your mom is or where you come from. People think that it's easy to generalize who Kit is. And you've probably dealt with that your entire life. Mm-hmm. And now you're on TV. So you're on this public stage for people to have their opinions about you. Um, I feel like there, there was a conversation that you and Matt had with one another where he asked you what the future would look like. And, you know, you basically say, and I'm paraphrasing that it would look like this: like a date night would be like this with you and for you do you feel like people have a misconception about how you live your life and what a relationship with you looks like and um yeah because you do come from a glamorous life which listen don't be ashamed of that yeah. when you rolled up was it a rolls that you rolled up in whatever At you bentley, rolled up right? in I was uh, a bentley whatever you rolled up in, i was like get it girl mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll take your nimicolon and i'll raise it three three I'll raise it to my spot in the Hamptons
4: (laughs) yeah I mean I think people think that my life is like Gossip Girl Um, and I've gotten the Blair Waldorf thing and I've kind of like played into it a little bit but obviously it's oh my gosh this is yeah, this is something that I've struggled with my entire life. And to say struggled with it just means that, like, I have been given so much in my life and I've had so many ma- amazing opportunities and experiences that, <clears throat> you know, it's, yeah, with with all of that comes some explaining and some rightful, you know, people saying you are so privileged. Yes. I know that I try all the time to be comfortable with that. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like I'm going to fashion shows every day. That's part of my life. Um, The glamorous things. Yes. I've been able to experience a lot of that, but it doesn't mean that I'm not down to cook dinner at home. I'm, very much an introvert so I do like if I'm not out to events or whatever I love being at home like I love you know just hanging out in my sweatpants or whatever so it is it's something that you would only see if you're one of my friends or someone I'm dating mm-hmm I want to
2: ask you this and and kind of going into just your life because you are, you were the youngest woman on this season, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and it's interesting because we had the same conversation with Noah last season because he was also the youngest and he got a lot of crap for it from the other guys in in the house. And for you, um like age doesn't dictate experience. Like you've obviously experienced a lot of really cool, unique things in your life that most people probably haven't. Um, And and like talking to you and just watching you also on TV, like you can stand the drama, you can hold your own, but did you ever get flack from any of the girls regarding your age? Or was that something that because they got to know you and how you brought up in these different experiences that you lived through, was it not ever really an issue?
4: I mean, I don't know what they would say now, but when we were there, I think a lot of the women were very surprised at how mature I was for my age. Um, and I, yeah, I think that comes from growing up in New York City Having a lot of experiences at a very young age. I mean, I started going out when I was fourteen. I don't know if I'm allowed. Girl, to me like, too. But like, I had a fake <laughs> ID when I was very young and was going to clubs when I was very young. So at this point, I'm like, can I just have a glass of wine and go to bed at nine p.m.? <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I'm a woman after my own heart. <laughs> I I always say I turned thirty before I turned twenty one. Um. So I and I think that that came across too all of the women that were in the house with me. Mm
3: -hmm. Who are you the closest to in the house? Piper.
4: Really? Yeah. We haven't seen a lot of Piper. Mm -hmm. I know. Finally, she's getting, she's getting more time, which is so important because she is hilarious. And honestly, her face, her facial expressions, like give me life throughout the entire show. So yeah, she's one of a kind.
2: (laughs) Um, So obviously coming on to this show and, you know, you, no one ever knows what to expect. It's like, you, you know, the basics of it. Like you're going, you're going to meet 20, 25, 30 women. You're all, you know, vying for one man's heart. You know, the basics of it. But what was one thing that once you were there that you really learned about yourself?
4: I mean, I might be surprising for some of you, but I... I'm not a confrontational person at all in my life. I never have drama with my friends or um, it's very hard for me to stand up for myself a lot of the time in my life because I'm more of an arbiter. And I think that comes from um, growing up with divorced parents. And I would say that I would mostly in my life, I would prefer to just be Comfortable and safe than sometimes to stand up for myself. But being in such a shortened um, and very intense experience made me want to stand up for myself more, which was honestly a growing experience for me and something that I've taken into my life now. Um, I try not to be as explosive with it as I am at times on the show, but I think it's very, very important to stand up for yourself and not turn the other cheek in a lot of situations. Mm
3: -hmm. Um, My last question for you is... We've seen the show be a certain way up to, it seems like this point, like things are starting to turn. Is that the case? Like, I know you can't tell us what happens, but if you can give us a hint, do things start to change? Do we see more love stories come out? Or is it just, because I mean, also in this episode, we saw MJ and she was like, oh, y'all thought it was done because Victoria's gone? You know, hold my beer. I got this. Um, MJ, the person, not the vibrator. Mm-hmm. So is <laughs> it, do that, do we see things start to change? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, hello, they do. Cause Heather comes. <gasps> give us a sneak oh, peek yeah. about that. We don't like that.
4: I mean, <laughs> yeah. So Heather comes and that was at that point, I was just like, give me a break. <laughs>
2: Like yeah, on. <laughs> one more
4: thing after the other so yeah there's there's a little bit of drama still but I think okay. it definitely it starts to get serious and that and get to the point where like we're all really examining our relationships and kind of focusing in on ourselves and thank gosh not talking about the drama in the house anymore
3: Good, Mm -hmm. good, good, good. Viewers will want to hear that. Our listeners will want to hear that. Um,
2: Before I get to the last question, I do want to ask you this. And, uh, you know, it's funny because obviously Manhattan is a huge city, but, you know, it's still a small world. And Natasha, our dear friend, who we love so much, you know, she was on Peter's season. We know that you guys have met previously. Did you ever reach out to her before coming on the show to get any advice or to gauge kind of like what you're getting yourself into.
4: Yeah. So I met Natasha through my family friend who I've known and he's known me for my entire life. Um, And I did reach out to her um, during the casting process when I was deciding, is this right for me? Um, And she definitely, she warned me about a few things that she faced, especially just like, the hate online and, um, some of her struggles with that, but that, you know, I've always kind of faced that sort of hate, um, and criticism just from being in the public eye since I was little. So, I'm more used to that. It's definitely on a bigger scale now and it's very nasty. And I won't say that I'm not affected by it because it does affect me. Um, But I'm definitely pretty used to it at this point. Um, And I would say she definitely gave me some words of advice in terms of like, She said that she met some of her best friends on the show and, you know, it is worth the risk of what might happen after and sort of the negative attention on you for this amazing opportunity to hopefully like meet the love of your life. Um, And so, yeah, I, I took the leap based on that advice.
3: Well, you've been smiling. I mean, did you meet the love of your life? I, Mm -hmm. I, Kit, you want to talk about it? Mm -hmm.
2: I don't. (laughs) (laughs) She's good. She's good. She's prepped. Um, Okay. Actually, one more question before I get to like the final, final that we ask all of our guests. Um, So, like, what is your five-year plan? Like, in a perfect, ideal world, you know, like once you finish school, like, what does your life look like?
4: I believe I'll work in fashion after school. Um, and that's what I'm going to school for, but a huge part of my life has always been health and wellness. Um, so that is something that I think I will take through whatever career I have, um, is definitely like an emphasis on mental, mental health and physical health. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Great. Well, we
2: can't see, I mean, you like, if you have someone like your mom leading the way, I I have no doubt that great things will come from you for sure. Um, okay. I promise this is our very last question. And we ask all of our guests this, like I said, but overall up until this point, what was your rose and what was your thorn of the journey?
4: I would say the rose was, well, I'll do the thorn first is easy as, is the drama in the house. Um, And the response to the drama in the house towards me, the negative response, that's not fun. But I'll end on the rose and say that I never thought that I could be so vulnerable with someone. Um, And I also didn't think that... I would be able to let my walls down in such a way that I did. And it, it just, it broke me open in a way that I know I'll be able to take into the rest of my life. Um, And I'm so thankful for that.
2: That's really great. That's really beautiful. Wait, wait. Before we go, um, we don't know what happens the rest of the season. Like, this is the first season. I always say this. I'm going in totally blind. Like, don't know any spoilers. So, I don't know what happens with you. But if it doesn't work out with Matt, would we potentially see you on the shores of paradise one day? I don't know about that. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) I don't blame you a okay, different
1: we'll shit happens. y'all
3: live paradise okay this is this i i don't know how i would feel about women showing up randomly that you sign up for that in paradise you don't sign up for that on the bachelor so
2: yeah but they got the short end of the stick yeah but it's like you lived coming. it I, I
3: just i don't even know how i would I, I am never negative about how you guys responded to the women coming because i don't know how i would respond to that like it's just it's unfair to matt it's unfair to you guys it's just it's unfair to the women coming in late it's just a mess so it's only entertaining for the people who watch it i Oh.
2: but then think of how potentially easy paris uh, could uh, be once you've uh, already lived uh-huh. through all think of about the it girl that is think season. about think about it before before you step <laughs> you on those who's step on those going
4: back there sure as a paradise <laughs>
2: Yeah. kid. <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, and when you're in LA, I'll bring you some Bordeaux. If you like sparkling wine, I'll drop some off. But um, we just are glad that you were able to take some time out of your busy day, your crazy schedule well, to be with us you and so chat with us. Thank so much for having me.
3: Yeah. Thanks for being I here. <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> Nerves are gone. Good. We'll hopefully good. You. Take good, care. Good. Enjoy <laughs> the West Coast. <laughs> and um, yeah, we can't wait to keep watching you on the show mm-hmm we'll hopefully see you again soon okay how great was kit it's nice that she could come on the podcast and clear mm-hmm. up some misconceptions that people have about her which i feel like that's low-hanging fruit right it's easy to pick on the girl who you know it's like corinne on my season you like mm-hmm. it's easy to try to sum her up and think you know who she is and yeah you know, i'm happy that she was able to
2: speak her piece on bachelor happy hour i am too and you know <laughs> We gotta, we we gotta learn by now that you can't just judge somebody by the by their bio. And she's so much more than a socialite; like she has so much going on. I can't wait to see where life takes her. Um, and even though she is the youngest woman on this season, like she's lived a life, and she still seems so mature and grounded, and like she's finding her way in this world. And so, you know, I always love getting to know these women. Most, yeah, of them. I will say most of them. Yeah, yeah, most of them. But I, we hope you
3: guys loved her, too. We hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And she gave us a really good tease about what's to come. You know, a lot of you have been frustrated about all the drama that we're seeing. We're, what, five, six episodes. And we're in the middle of the season at this point. Mm-hmm. And she kind of alluded to we're going to see more love stories. And we're going to see more uh, other sides of these women. So that's really promising. So, you know, here's to... Better days ahead, you know, for Matt James' <laughs> season. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We are so excited for next week's episode and the next and the next and the, and the next until we get to the end of this thing and see how it all unfolds. Uh, keep writing us, letting us know your thoughts, um, your comments, your constructive criticism. We'll take them, we'll take them on, we'll take them into consideration
2: and we will put them into this podcast. All right, guys, we have grocery store Joe on here to tell us what we can expect to hear on Clickbait this week.
0: Rachel and Becca, thanks so much for letting me hop on. We have a brand new episode of Clickbait out right now. We have the one and only Ben Higgins on. And like always, we break down Bachelor Nation and we have a very interesting clickbait for you. Vaccination selfies, really? That's right. Make sure to follow us at ClickbaitBN on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and download wherever you're listening to your podcast right now.
2: (laughs) Well, that sounds fun. Make sure you check it out, guys. All right, you guys, we have Mike Johnson here to tell us all about this week's Talking It Out episode.
0: Hey, Rachel and Becca, thank you guys so much for having me on. This week, we got to talk to the real life hitch. It's crazy. Paul Brunson, who gave us so many incredible gems about how to build a successful relationship. Make sure you guys tune in.
3: Definitely going to check that one out. Thanks, Mike. You know where to find us on Instagram at Bachelor Happy Hour. And on Facebook and Twitter, you can find us at Batch Happy Hour. All right, you guys, here's something you haven't heard on Bachelor Happy Hour before. Public service announcement here. Um Enter if you dare. Casting, casting right now for single men. Single men interested in finding that lucky woman in your life. You can apply to meet her at bachelornation.com forward slash apply um i say it again enter if you dare can't wait to see you next season
2: <laughs> and as always guys if you don't want to miss us and don't want to miss any of our exciting episodes and amazing guests that we have on please subscribe to our podcast you can do that on apple podcasts spotify the Wonder app or wherever you are listening to us right now thanks guys take care
1: Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. I've been wearing their demi-bra literally every day this week. It is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing. It's available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That 43 sizes in 22 different styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com.
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.